Chapter 4 Knowing I had to be better than the men who came before me. In my family, the men in my family, they have two traits. Anger and alcoholism. So, um, I knew that I had to be better man. I was my mother's boy. She had asked me to do two things. One, to be the best man I could be. Which meant um, having sex when I was either 18 or in love. Try my very best to care for others, to not be, to find other ways to solve issues. And the other thing she had me promise was to graduate high school. So I knew then that I had to do something in order to get out of what we call the uh, Preston anger. That's all I heard growing up. And I knew I had to get around this I had to get through this so I decided at an early age that I would take all the pieces of the men in my life and I would mold them and take out all the negative ways that they have dealt with stuff starting with my grandfather my grandfather was old school my father was the oldest so punishments came down on him my grandfather wasn't really one of those talkers um, he wasn't really an emotional guy he was a man's man so he also brought that down however uh, this changed when I was uh, I guess in like the fourth grade uh, we lived near them we moved down to Virginia it's like the third grade. And he was awesome to me. I seen him in a different light than my father did. Because I didn't see that. I seen the guy who took me to the flea markets and took me all around Virginia and bought me my first, got me my first bike. He got me all the really cool stuff from all the shows he was doing. He was you know, he'd go to flea markets and he would do that. So I got to see that. I didn't know what it know until I got older and my dad opened up to me about his childhood and that that he was a different person um back then. And that he was also a different person to my father even then. They didn't he didn't know how to communicate. Well, when he was angry he thought he was right and that was it. And looking back on it now, looking back on it then, um, I got to be better than that. Just because I think I'm right does not mean I'm right. There are this thing called perspective, and everybody has a perspective. Uh, we base laws and stuff on the minority, the general population, to protect them. Because, again, you can't please everybody. And just because you are the angriest about something doesn't mean you're the rightest about that issue so i have and i have been now much more now than i ever have because back then i took places or took things to get rid of the anger yoga or not yoga meditation um and i let i let it out a lot 
angry music. And then I learned uh, as an adult that it's always in there. That just shoveling down is not going to fix it. I had to change it. So I had the brightest idea to use it. When I needed the anger, I would use it. And I would try to balance it. That has also evolved even further now. Because that has led me, and you will find out in later chapters, into some hot water using the anger. Now, I am more empathetic. I am more in tune to people's different perspectives. And I have found other ways to let out the anger. Um, I've taken some stuff I've done when I was a child. I do meditate. Actual meditate, not child meditate. <laughs> I uh, work out. Workout is a great method to release your anxiety and your anger. Because I also learned that some of my anger wasn't anger. It was anxiety and fear. So doing that. Um, also saying stuff out loud. Doing this book has helped me. Um, process things in my mind so I can say them out loud. And when I do, saying stuff out loud gives you a different perspective on what you're saying. So that is my grandfather. Uh, my father, he was always a strong man. He worked until his, literally, he broke. He's had two back surgeries. He's done everything he could for this family. And I wanted that work ethic. I've always wanted it. That makes me so proud of him. But with that. With that extraneous work, work ethic. And that damage to the body. Also causes pain. Which causes anger. You don't know how to deal with pain like that. So it becomes angry. Especially if you can't do what you used to be able to do. Now you're not able to be that younger man anymore. We have, I butted heads with my father. I was angry teenager at him. Um, I didn't think that what he was doing was, or I thought what I was doing was just fine. And it wasn't. It wasn't going to get me anywhere. And he was trying to motivate, motivate me in the best way he thought possible. Which wasn't really the best way to do it, but it was the only way he knew how. And I was angry at him then. I'm not anymore. Um, all this stuff that has gone through. All the um, ass whoopings <laughs> I've taken as a child. All the stuff I was angry. All the you know stuff I, I've looked at it now. And has made me the man I am now. I have different punishments for my children. Because I was at first afraid to even spank them. I was afraid to lose my temper with my children. But I have learned that how to deal with it differently. How to punish my children or teach them a lesson. It's not punishment anymore. It's teach them a lesson. How is staying up late going to affect me as an adult? How is breaking curfew going to affect me as an adult? I've tried to implement these lessons to my children as a experience for the future. Um, if you stay up too late and you have a job and you're late for your job, well, you're going to get fired. Um, if you don't do what the job says of you because you just don't like it, you're going to be fired. You, 
trying to teach them to work hard. And they're all doing great in school. My oldest is busting his rear end with football because that's what he wants to do. So I think there I've done a pretty good job with the lessons. So my grandfather had died. And my father opened up to me about keeping the anger that he had inside for his father and how it had devastated him after he passed away. So I knew then I had to get it I had to get it out. I had to not be mad at my father as much. And then we came to a conflict. Um, we had been working on a roof. I needed stuff for, I needed money to get diapers for my son. I had, in his perspective, been bugging about the money. My perspective, I needed it. So it was just different perspectives. And he got upset. Because he should get upset. From his perspective, I'm just being a little ass prick. From my perspective, I think I'm doing what I need to do to get stuff done for my child. So, he got mad at me, um, came to the house and was upset, and I snapped. I had said everything that had been bothering me. I was tired of thinking that he was always putting me down. I was, and I, I bawled. We didn't talk to each other for a while. And then when we did, he broke down and apologized. And it was at that moment, seeing my father that vulnerable, I've never seen him like that before. So in my heart, I knew it was true. And I see how he is around my children. They call him Papa. They absolutely love him. So it was at that moment that I forgave. And I learned a key thing in all this. Forgiveness, true forgiveness, will help heal the pain. It will help uh, get some weight off your shoulder. It will help. So, that being said, um, my uncle. Alcohol runs in my family. And... The ability to want to work runs in my family too. But alcohol hinders that ability. So I was always a, I was terrified of being an alcoholic. I didn't touch my first drop of alcohol until I was 21. Um, and then I had a scare with alcohol where I thought I was going to be an alcoholic. I thought it was all over. I was only doing the bare minimum that I need to do in order to survive. And looking at it now, there's very very scary time in my life but I decided that I didn't want that I didn't want to be an alcoholic I want to be someone and it was at this point that I decided that I wanted to work for myself I wanted to be my own boss and I came up with the thing of doing a nightclub a dance club with a small grill in it because <laughs> because people dancing and getting drunk always want to eat at 2 o'clock in the morning. So I came up with this idea as a teenager and I've always had it. Um, I've also come up with plans on how to do it. I needed to walk into a bank and be like, okay, I here's my dream. Here's my plans. I need this. And I realized that they're going to go and have lots of questions. They're going to be like, okay, I understand what you're doing, but how are you going to do it? So we came up with steps. Came up with if I have my accounting degree and my business degree, I can 
show those to them. Be like, look, I know how to run this business. This is my five-year plan. This is my 10-year plan. I can do my own accounting. This is what I have, you know, in store. Because everything has to do with numbers. Money speaks. Money speaks. It has spoken every language ever. <laughs> um, so the things I needed to do in order to not be um, an al unaccessible alcoholic with anger issues, I have worked towards those steps, and they have evolved. Right now I'm looking for a new college to go to, and I'm really trying to really work on those five and ten year plans. I am also listening to other people and what they have to say. Shout out to Gary V. He's been a big influence on what I've been doing this past six months. Really month actually. So I had a plan as a child and it, it's just evolving. Which is the great thing about plants. They can always change and evolve. I've also started to look outward. Um, the one thing that people have problem with is they always assume that people are going to think what they they think they're going to think about them. I know that was all <laughs> crazy and all over the place, but it's true. You go out and you get ready and you put on makeup or you dress fancy. It's because you are worried about going out and having people see you like anything less than superstar and that's because that's what you think you see yourself as i've come to the terms that i am a little bit overweight and that's fine i will work on losing the weight and i have been so yay me because <laughs> that takes hard work you actually have to work out and eat right but I see myself as a sexy beast. I am gorgeous. My eyes are beautiful. And I think highly of myself. And I don't give a rat's ass what other people think. I really don't. Other people's opinion about you is their insecurities about themselves. Why judge other people? If you don't give a crap about what other people think, you will not judge other people. And I've become more and more adept to that. I understand. I understand that. And it feels great. It feels liberating. It feels. And it's phenomenal. Not to judge other people. It feels phenomenal. Not to have them people. Have those people judge you. Because most of the time. They're not judging you. You're. You're projecting onto them. What you think. And that's just. You can't do that. Or you're going to sit in a rut. You're going to just be down on yourself. Another thing that I have done to improve the way I, you know, have veered off from the Preston anger, the alcoholism, is finding my own happiness. Finding my inner happiness. People who chase things all the time. Oh, I need a girlfriend. Oh, I need a boat. Oh, I need a house. Oh, I should be making $100,000. Ooh, I should be making a million dollars a year. They're always chasing something. They're always chasing something. It's 
always that next thing that they think that's going to make them happy. Always chasing it. But if you unlock happiness within you, you won't need those things. You won't need to chase those things. I mean, you can still have those things and you still enjoy those things, but it's not going to, you're not going to go, oh, I fell short on getting my house this year. You know, now I'm not happy. N no, you go, okay, I fell short. Here's what I need to do to move on. Here's what I need to do to get it next time. Here's what I need to do to, you know, make that team, to get that job. But that comes within you. You've got to find that within you. And I have. I've really looked inside of me. And I've realized that I have started this, planted this seed a long time ago as a child. We really never had anything. We've, I've shared a room with my sister until I was 14. We were poor. But I was a happy child. I had friends. I had a baseball. I had a bat like you could do many things with that i had a football that doesn't cost a lot i kept everything i had everything i had i knew that i didn't know the next time i'm gonna get the next action figure or you know the next race car or the next uh, gaming system so everything i had i kept care of it um i still do that to this day i keep in pristine condition everything i have because i do not know when I'll get the next thing. And I cherish what I have. I absolutely adore everything I own. I always tell my children this. Because they always ask me. Have you seen this? And I'll be like no it belongs to you. I haven't seen that. I'll be like go ahead and ask me something that belongs to me. I'll tell you right where it is. So I tried to teach them. Because they are well off. Well more off than I ever was. So to keep them from being spoiled. To thinking that. Everything belongs to them, and they can just replace everything that breaks. Um, to cherish what is in front of them. To cherish what they have. To cherish each other. Um, I have made this YouTube room. I started in a little spot in the basement over in the corner to myself. But I loved it. I loved the setup. Um, my buddy had concoction he made up it is awesome it is a holder that holds multiple different chargers and it is awesome hold on my phone so anyways it holds a bunch of stuff a bunch of it's just a little thing that runs power to it and splits into multiple outlets but it is a light a life saver uh, my lights I got were on for my birthday. My green screen. I am dealing with a little laptop that isn't working at its full capacity, but I'm still. I love it. I love doing this. Um, I am <laughs> excited. I made five dollars on my podcast. I'm excited. This stuff is what I love to do. I love to be talking to you guys, whoever may be listening. Hopefully, I reach. Somebody, that is my goal, to put out as much content as humanly possible so I can reach just even one person. Just one, to change somebody's day, to brighten somebody's life, to have somebody see that somebody else has gone through what you've gone through and can get through it. 
And that is what Chapter 4 is all about. Thank you for listening. Till next time.